Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about the movie Nope and Jordan Peele movies. Joining me today is Shay. Hi, Shay. How are you? Hey, what's up? I'm doing good. I'm a bit hot. There was 107, but bless the AC. I know, right? Well, I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so glad you agreed to come on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just honored to have you here. And I just want everyone to know what a talent you are. And I'm going to read your IMDb. That's what I'm going to do. Shay Fernandez is a versatile, comedic, and dramatic artist who performs in film, television, theater, sketch, and short and long-form improvisation which is where I met you, Shay. It was so much fun. Yep, good times. I had the honor of breaking the <laughs> stage with Miss Diana, and we've had a lot of good times. You're very talented yourself, madam. Oh, you're so sweet. We've met a lot of good friends there, too. Yes, we did. A lot of good people. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome to uh, belong to that community. All right. We are doing Nope. And Nope is under a horror film, right? So I thought, what could be a better question of the day than what is your favorite horror film? And I love to do polls. So I did a poll. Would you like to know the results of that poll? I would would love to know. (laughs) All right. Poll results. I put out 20, about 20 picks and I let people write them in also. I was a little bit surprised because I had a third, a second, and a first, and the third all of a sudden grew just today. People were voting, so it was kind of cool. So it started out as a a tie for third, but then it ended up being four, a four-way tie for third. So those movies are Rosemary's Baby, which I love that movie, uh, Night of the Living Dead, Gotta have some zombies, Mm -hmm. Scream, and Conjuring, or any of the Conjuring films. And in second place was, actually, this one was um, vying for first place for a while, but in second place is Halloween, any of them, tied with Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock. I think that's so cool. These are such great films. They, they are. And I, I'm a huge Hitchcock fan and even got a Michael Myers t-shirt on right, right now. <laughs> I know. I love your t-shirt. Actually, is that a Michael Myers t-shirt? I know it's a, oh, yeah, serial yeah. killer. Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it's Michael Myers, but it says serial killer as if you're eating cereal, the lovely anytime breakfast snack. Yes. Uh, okay, so number one, number one, do you want to give any guesses at all? I don't know, because this is already so many amazing movies. <laughs> it is a classic. And the number one in this poll is The Shining. Oh, right on. Cool. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick directed and written by Stephen King, the novel. So, yeah, that's a that's a great film. You know what's interesting? It's a little bit, well, I hate to compare and then someone come back and say, that ah, it's nothing the same. But <laughs> what I'm going to say is that The Shining just has so many underlying themes and different things that are happening in it, which is the same with Nope and Jordan Peele movies. So I think that it's kind of in the same vein, same realm that uh, those type of movies, it's more than just a scary movie. It just has a lot of, um, a lot of depth. Yeah. A mm-hmm. lot of depth into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I totally agree with that. Okay. So tell me, what is your favorite horror film? Well, I, I did all those, but and of course, anything Jordan Peele, I mean, that guy is just, he's killing it and always has brilliant actors to back it all up. Um, Halloween. All of them. I mean, of course, the original one is always going to be a classic, but even like what Rob Zombie did with them is amazing. A Quiet Place, both of them. I think a third one's going to be coming out too, which. Oh, yeah. I just just dig it. And of course, I got a, a shout out to my homegirl, Betsy Baker, who was in The Evil Dead, who played Linda. <laughs> shout out to her. I did improv with her in Santa Monica at Westside. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. She's great. So it's. 
kind of cool, wonderful person, wonderful actor, wonderful improviser. But um, I really, anything suspense and scary, I mean, I really like it. And Halloween, you know, even like Freddy Krueger, even, you know, the old slasher films are a lot of fun. And, you know, even for, um, I love ho- I love the holiday Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. And this past year I got to, because we got the vote, you know, it, the voting polls opened up a little sooner. I took advantage of it during COVID. So you couldn't really do a whole lot or we're still in unfortunate, but um, I dressed up as Michael Myers and went, I removed my mask, but I went and voted as Michael Myers. Oh for, my um, gosh. For Halloween <laughs> and for voting. I did my, my duties. Uh, my duties. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Good times. I love it. Yeah. But these are all great movies. My cat is meowing by the door because it wants to come in. Well, I think it's great that your cat's coming and knocking at the door because Stephen King's The Shining went out. And Stephen King, I love the pretty cats. I love all the different animals. But Stephen King always makes them kitties very evil. So I think it's very <laughs> interesting that your cat <laughs> That's so true, right? Yeah. Oh my God, that's hilarious. So I want to tell, share with you my favorites. And my favorites tend to be not the super duper slasher ones. It's just, I prefer the ones that are just a little more thought provoking. So one of my favorites is Rosemary's Baby with Mia Farrow and directed by Roman Polanski. And also Hitchcock's Psycho, which were mm-hmm. um, were in there. And just for people that don't know, I, I think people might know, but maybe you don't. But, you know, Janet Lee was in Psycho and her daughter is Jamie Lee Curtis, who's in Halloween. So I just think that that's kind of cool that these are very iconic horror films that a mother and daughter mm-hmm. were performed in. So I just thought that's really cool. But I I forgot to um, add, and I just want to mention this is in the poll. It had actually one of my favorite movies, but I didn't even put it in the poll. Somebody wrote it in and that's Carrie. Um, So somebody wrote the movie Carrie in, they wrote It Follows in, they wrote The Descent, Poltergeist, Midsommar, House of a Thousand Corpse, Insidious, Sinister, and Chucky. And I wanted to say those because for I always feel like if people write them in that they're passionate about them or there's just something really um, important to them or whatever it is. And I, I just want to give credit to the movies that the people wrote in. Now, almost all the movies that I had on there received votes. I think there was just two that didn't get a vote, but everything else got votes. So people just love horror films. They're just... And those are all really great. I mean, some of them make me laugh, like Child's Play. I mean, it's it's funny. It's great. I mean, even the late, great, brilliant uh, John Ritter was in one of them. And, of course, the lovely, luscious Jennifer Tilly. Um, but those are really fun. And Puppet Master, I mean, there's a lot of them. The Tall Man was a Phantasm or something. Oh, uh-huh. It was really fun. But I'm, I'm with you, too. I like the thought-provoking like the suspense, the story, you know, which Jordan Peele, he brings that in just a newer generation and bringing, of course, um, the diversity that film and TV desperately need. Absolutely. Yeah. I Okay, so I did pick three and my third one was Nope. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so it is one of my favorites. It has become one of my favorites. So the more I talk about it, the more we think about it, uh, my family, because my family has seen it too, I, I can't wait to watch it again. I want to own it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just something about it. I was watching a trailer earlier today and I was getting all sucked in again. I'm like, oh, I forgot all this happened. Because when you watch it on the big screen and then you're ready to talk about it, you don't remember all these little pieces. So that little trailer that I was watching was just really cool to rewatch again. I'm like, ah, oh, I can't wait till it comes out and I can watch it yeah. over and over again. So when did where did you um where did you actually first watch it? At the movie theater? Yeah, at the movie theater, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the drive-ins and saw it over in the east side. Oh. Yeah, that was fun just because, you know. It's spooky out. <laughs> Somebody could grab at your window. It kind of like in the movie Twister when the when the <laughs> tornado comes through the movie, the drive-in movie theater. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. were over there. It's, it's trippy sometimes, so. <laughs> <That was fun. laughs> oh, it's fun. 
All right. Friends out there, we want to know what you think. Did we touch upon your favorite horror movie? If we did or didn't, we'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a comment on social media or email us at screensinfocus at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you have to say and the links are in the show notes. Okay. So we are going to touch upon Jordan Peele's a couple of his movies before we get into Nope. We're not going to spend too much time on them, but we do want to mention them because I feel like we had talked about already that his movies, um, there's always a theme. There's always something he wants to say through them, and he, he just does it so brilliantly. And so I think that we see this in his other films. So I, I want to mention Get Out, which was in 2017. Um, he wrote and directed this movie, and it was his directorial debut. It received critical acclaim and had box office earnings. And the plot follows a young black man played by Daniel Kaluuya, who uncovers shocking secrets when he meets the family of his white girlfriend. Just right there, just that whole sentence right there. It's just so, uh, you know, it's just sounds like a cool setup, but it's so unexpected. The thing is that with Jordan Peele, he was tackling horror, but also dealing with racism. Mm Mm-hmm. And how he incorporates that into this. And he had said about this particular film that uh, no matter how hard we scream, the system silences us. Yeah. And so that's what he was putting out in this film. And I read somewhere that he said, um, you know, how when you go to sleep and you feel like you're falling um, yeah. in your dream or whatever, and then you wake up right before you actually like hit the ground. And he thought, well, what if you don't wake up? And so that was kind of where he got, um, you know, some of his inspiration from for writing this um, this movie. What did you think of Get Out? Oh, I, I loved it. I mean, just I dug it all around. The acting was brilliant. I mean, he brings it all. The t- it's just like he does so much without even a note. There's not a, I mean, even no, I won't go too much right into notes. And we're talking about Get Out. But he doesn't even, you know, you don't have to always say so much. It's like with the eyes. It's what what you're feeling in that moment. Um, you know, everybody be tripping a little when they hear someone stirring their little teacup now. <laughs> yeah, um, right. You're like, who? And who gave it to you? What they put in it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but he does do a lot of like kind of like body snatching shit, you know, which yeah, freaky mind control manipulation. Um, uh, you know, gaslighting, which is scary, right? And you know, it has remnants of. A little bit of Rosemary's baby because she was, it almost felt like she wasn't in control of her pregnancy and her baby. It was like this cult wanted her baby. And um, so it's just someone else taking over, you know, what is so personal to you. So that's what was happening and get out to. That's what's happening. And it's, it's just, it's a trip because that's what I like about Jordan Peele's movies. It's like, he thinks outside of the box. He's very much an artist, artist, you know, it's just, like, mm-hmm. and he's very creative and Daniel brings it. Man, I love that. I saw him now. And also nope, you know what I mean? It's been another wonderful films. Yeah. Academy award winner, you know? Yeah. Um, and Jordan Peele, I think also there's people who are, who have a, who have a lot of training and a lot of credits for not necessarily no mainstream. And he brings those people in too. And gives them opportunities because they're amazing actors. Cinematography, everything. It's just everyone's on point and they're all working as a team because they're editing everything. It's like they're bringing out really beautiful cinema storytelling and mm-hmm. point with, with all that or all around. So true. And so let's go into Us, which was in 2019. So this story follows... Uh, Adelaide Wilson and her family, who are attacked by a group of menacing doppelgangers. Uh, Peel said about this, what I have talked about so far is that we as a culture, we are afraid of invaders. We are afraid of the outsider. We fear, our fear lies in this idea that there's a bad guy who's coming to get us. The movie is about the fact that we are our own worst enemy mm. yep it's a trip that's some it's a that's a mind fuck right there you know mm-hmm. it's we are and our minds you know there's some people who 
bust, you know, no disrespect to anyone who's struggling or whatever, but it's just like, we are our own worst enemy. We are the ones that sabotage ourselves. You know, there's a lot of like, you know, even when I was teaching a lot of people in the tech world who always wanted to be actors and um, didn't pursue it because the family, everyone, oh, the responsible thing is to go get this, you know, day job. And they held back or a lot of people hold back. I don't mean just even, you know, acting or other forms of art, but we hold back in a lot of things that we want to do. We hold back in maybe traveling or, or whatever. And so it's like, we are our own worst enemy. And then with Mm -hmm. like the shadow and, you know, it was like, that's following you. You got to shake that. You got to find the humor and even your darkest times. And, and I mean, and then, you got the backdrop of Santa Cruz, which, you know, I, oh, I know. I love that. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yep. I, and then, oh, and, and the other thing I, I love about Jordan's movies is even when it's like scary shit going on or like, oh, suspense or something, you know, he, he kind of does it. He doesn't always show the blood and guts, but he does, but in a different way. It's like not the whole slasher where you're watching every stabbing or, or cutting with the scissors or whatever. But he's got the sense of humor too going on. Like one of my favorite lines in us is the little kid says, kiss my anus. Use the swear word. <laughs> Who says it? But it's just like, you know, random times, even, you know, the dad's like, you know, crack, cracking a few one-liners when the mom's like, you know, Lupita's like, all of them are very talented actors, you know, and that's it. Mm-hmm brings in young people that these these kids i'm like wow they and they all had to do dual roles what fun as an actor to begin with you know to play like that but i'm sure that must have been a huge challenge but that movie was fun it was freaky it's up there with my favorite films you know i mean and of course the other ones as well with him um yeah but what about you what what, what are your thoughts diana I, I just agree with everything that you said. It was uh, it was really well done. It was really trippy. You know, there's those twists at the end mm-hmm. that you aren't expecting. And then I I have to ask what happened, you know, and I have to go read about it and and wonder. I just like how it leaves you kind of hanging, and uh, yeah. so I just think that that's really cool. Yeah. That keeps you guessing. Everything is always so, always so unpredictable. That's what I love when you don't really know where it's going. And um, exactly, it's- and then you have to go back and replay what happened toward the beginning because it has an impact of what happened at the end or or how that person reacted there's just so many things like you it's almost like you have to go back and watch it again Mm -hmm. yeah and see it in a different way the second or third time so yeah so brilliant it's the type of movie that you could just watch over and over again and see in a different light it makes you think and question you know different things and you know the difference like it's a lot of symbolic stuff going on. It's like he always starts. Right. And yeah, the twist in the end that it's, uh Oh, homegirl is actually the twisted one. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy shit. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's just all really just thinking outside the box and the twist and the turns. It's fun. So one of his other films Keanu in 2016. This was, uh, he co-wrote and starred in the comedy opposite his close friend, Keegan, Michael Key. I haven't seen this, but I, I'm pretty sure you did. Didn't you? Yes, I did. I, so as much as I love, you know, this, you know, and I, one quick side, yes, I saw it and I really loved it. Um, I, I know he's not act. I know Jordan Peele's not acting anymore. I, his choice, respect, you're doing a lot of great things, but he's he's funny. He is on point. They both are. The whole cast is. You know, Method Man busts in there. It's like he's you know incredibly talented rapper, but he's a great actor. And you got Tiffany Haddish, who's just like so funny. And she really holds her own in that too. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that it's even when it's you know predominantly let's say a male cast, but you still have really strong female characters. And and I and I dig that. Yeah, it's funny. It's just goofy, goofy ass characters, funny shit. So as much as I'm loving these things that Jordan Peele's working on now, a couple of things, but love to see him do more acting. 
love to see some comedy again, but I respect whatever he's whatever he's doing because this just makes you laugh. It's off the wall characters. It's kind of like you know when they did their sketch show, which was which was off the hook as well. It, it's like that, but in a long longer form and <laughs> goop, goofy stuff and cats. There was cats in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fun. I okay. I do have to go watch that. I did I haven't seen it, it, so I'll have to look for that. Mm-hmm. That's great. All right. So let's get to the movie Nope. So it's a sci-fi horror film with a bit of comedy and western thrown in. There are spoilers ahead, although we'll try not to spill all the beans at once or at all. Hopefully we can restrain ourselves a little if somebody hasn't watched it yet. But this movie is about the Haywood family who trains horses for the film business in Southern California. And in the beginning of the film, the father is killed by an object from the sky. So his children, OJ and Emerald, take over and manage the ranch, but have trouble and have to sell their horses to survive. OJ notices something unearthly in the sky, and together the siblings attempt to capture the first ever picture of a presumed UFO and sell it for profit. This stars Daniel Kaluuya as OJ, Kiki Palmer as Emerald, Stephen Yun as Jupe, and Brandon Perea as Angel. So, Shay, I want to know, what made you want to watch this film, and what were your overall thoughts on the movie? Well, I saw, saw who wrote and directed it, and I said, yes, please. <laughs> who's, who's starring in it? You know, um, Daniel Kaluuya is, you know, like I said, is just really just bringing it left and right. And, and Stephen Young, too. It's like, I, I just, yeah. Uh, but I saw the trailer, and I was like, yep, nope, like, Oh, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Peele, his mind is this, his creativity and everything. It's just off the hook and just always on point with the talent. You know, Kiki Palmer brings it, uh, Brandon Piera brings it. And I just saw this and I was like, what is this about? And that, that just drew me in and just like anything that's like, you know, like futuristic or, alien kind of thing going on i'm like i'm I'm in on it you know because anything's possible yeah so i was uh drawn to the film initially because stephen young was in it and i love him because he was glenn in the walking dead which is my all-time favorite show and he was also in minari which he was oscar nominated for for best actor and then also, it's the same reasons you because um, it's a Jordan Peele movie. So I thought I got to watch this. And also because of Daniel Kaluuya, because he was in Get Out and he, he won an Oscar for his performance in Judas and the Black Messiah, which is a really good film for anyone who hasn't uh, watched that. It's a good one. Yeah. So I appreciate him as an actor. So you have Stephen Young, you have Daniel Kaluuya, you have Jordan Peele, and then you have these other actors and actresses that are in it that are are new to me that I've probably seen them and other things, but I didn't know them very well, but they're so good. It was so good. So I was totally hooked with the movie. I really enjoyed it. I loved that it was unexpected and unpredictable. It left me thinking for weeks, even till this day. And I watched it when it first came out. Um, I just think Jordan Peele is brilliant. I just think he, the way he writes and thinks is just so intelligent and um, he's just really got so much talent. Mm -hmm. So that is what drew me to want to watch it and what my overall thoughts are. But I also want to talk about the characters and the theme in this movie because I'm curious. Let's start with the characters and then you can tell me if you, if you saw any themes in this to you or if you just watched it for purely entertainment. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I thought they were all interesting and unique. Um, and just especially in the sense, I want to know even more about them as individuals. So just all so strong characters, you know just more of their backstory. Um, so strong in the sense that you can have a movie just based on each character. Then you put all those badasses together. And then I just dug the dynamics, you know, I was just like, it's like, OJ, you know, he's just kind of doesn't say a whole lot. Um, but, you know, is 
and you know, Emerald is like, you know, she's just cracking me up, especially with that monologue and in the beginning and, and telling telling the story, you know, about well, actually, you know, the first first cowboy, the first, you know, doing all this was a black man. I was like, Whoa, right on, that's cool. You know. Mm-hmm. And or you know, the first one that was filmed and they they showed it, right? And I right. showed a cool clip of that and I was just like, That's that's cool, that's tight. With um OJ's character I mean, especially in this movie, it's such good acting and the storytelling because it doesn't always have to have a lot of dialogue. It's just so much is said in the unsaid. And it, I mean, yeah, his sister, she is just on fire and cracks me up. And then you got that, the homeboy that works at Fry's. Is a- <laughs> but, you know, yeah. he spies on them, but he's doing it for the good of fellow men. <laughs> <laughs> his own life, which actually wasn't part of the original thing. He, he, um, Brandon had to convince, um, I was reading on the IMDb stuff. Cause I was like looking, if you check out IMDb and look at the movies and you click on the trivia, it's really interesting to read some of the little snippets of oh, the movie. Yeah. And he had to, you know, convince him like, no, you know, my character shouldn't die. And I'm glad he didn't die. Um, Oh gosh, me too. Am I spilling too many beans? Don't listen to that part then. <laughs> I was just like, I like that they all became friends and they were all joining forces to like fight this and figure it all out. And then, and then of course, Stephen Young, who's like, this, I don't even know this other dude who's just like, what child star witness murdered rampage and now owns this weird ass theme park, which I'm, I might actually go to if it existed. <laughs> yeah. They're just so weird and just like but so interesting you know it's just like i want to know more about them you know like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not really heavy dialogue but yet there is so much set just with the the look you know like steven's the way he looks at daniel's character you know it's just like hmm, what's what's the what's the more history here you know it's just like it's just right it's yeah there's a lot of depth you know and everyone so yeah yeah, absolutely. Everyone was. I'm just thinking about what you said about that part. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's so true. Oh, man. So I really enjoyed the relationship between the siblings also. Mm-hmm. And I liked how it changed because in the beginning, we do see how OJ is very reserved. He's quiet. And mm-hmm. um, Emerald is very vivacious and, you know, wants to go um, become something. It's like she tackles everything. I, I can't even remember exactly, but doesn't she want to be an actress or a a, ra- a singer? Or I don't know. She wants to be was, a lot of different things, I think. Yeah, this is her side job. She wasn't real serious about it, like how his dad and, and, and him are, you know? Right. Yeah. Like she doesn't really want to be at the ranch, but she's doing it because he needs her to do it. So they're kind of a little bit different, a little bit at odds on what they both want. But then as soon as they figure out something's up there, they're like, oh, and then they just totally change and they're just there for each other and they work really good together. And so I just loved seeing that. I loved seeing their relationship and I thought it was just a really cool relationship. And then like you had mentioned, Angel, he's a great character. He He's mm-hmm. this young tech whiz who works at Fry's and... <laughs> He just knows what they need. And then he's very interested and kind of, you know, like, what are they doing? And then he wants to be a part of it. So, and you can tell he's a good guy. Uh, so mm-hmm. I was glad they let him in. And then, like you said, then there's Ricky Jupe Park, played by Stephen Yun. And he's this washed up child star who is basically trying to reclaim his fame through this theme park called Jupiter's Claim. And so that's where I saw the theme come in to me was that the theme was about uh, being a spectacle and the exploitation of originally Gordy, right? The chimpanzee. Mm -hmm. He was being exploited. Yes. He should be out where he needs to be, not in a television show, but he's in a television show. This balloon pops and you know chimpanzee freaks out because he's an animal (laughs) not a human being and he reacts and this whole traumatic tragic event happens that 
uh, Jupe is a part of. And Jupe survives that. But at the same time, he's trying to reclaim everything. And that's what I feel like everyone is trying to do. Everybody, that's why there's the money shot, um, you know, the Oprah shot, because they want to capture the shot so they can make money. And, you know, it just like it, it touches upon everybody in here mm-hmm. of what they want. Okay, so Jupe was in that movie, kid, a kid sheriff movie, and then he was in Gordy's home. After the tragedy that happened, uh, I think that they took what happened and it was in Mad Magazine and an SNL sketch. So they were still <laughs> using it. And then he decides to use it by, you know, his place mm-hmm. and what he's doing because he just wants to reclaim what he had at one point. Um, even with the cinematographer and the TMZ reporter, the guy on the motorcycle. I mean, I just think it's so hilarious that this guy just shows up. He's all, I'm from TMZ. <laughs> and he just wants to get that shot. I mean, it's hysterical. Yep. So, too, um, I really dug, I mean, it was just in the beginning there, but Keith David, I mean, he's had a, I mean, another brilliant actor who's had a, he's been in so many wonderful movies, even back in the day of like, Dead presidents and stuff and clockers for some of those really cool, you know, coolest movies from back in the day. And but you know, he played played their father, and yeah, you know, it's unfortunate what happens to him. But even at the end, he's like cracking a joke and stuff. But it just you saw the little bit of a the di- the father son dynamic there for a minute, and I got emotional when, when that started yeah. to happen. You know, um, I mean, I already spilled the beans on the ending. I don't know why I'm holding back right now when the you know, the dad got attacked and, you know, um, OJ goes running to, it's just like, Oh, it's just like, Oh my gosh. You know, um, it, it's, it's one of those, it's a very strong, strong, very strong scene. And mm. even when he's just like, you know, take rushing to the hospital, it's like, Oh, we got, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You know, and he knows he's not, but you, this is what you do when you're trying to, you know, help someone try to save their life. And, Man, that was heavy. You know, that was like dramatic within the, you know, sometimes some horror movies are just cheesy, fun, scare you and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But this is like, right. This has also got the com, you know, some of the comedy, the characters, the off the wall characters and, and some of the, you know, dramatic acting, even by actors who also can do comedy. And it's just beautiful just really beautiful. And I, I like the theme with the relationships, like what you were saying, the building with the, with the brother and the sister. Now they've got each other back big time because it's yeah. like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. 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 Did anything surprise you in the movie? Yeah. The thing that like surprised me, you know, the cinematographer guy that's like all in his movies and it's like, just really, you know, that's his life, you know, played by, you know, Michael Wincott. Um, he comes and helps them, and then he just he lets himself be taken up. And I really guess that was a money shot for him. <laughs> it's just like, oh, dude, you're not you're not going to survive. Actually, this is sidebar. I actually didn't get to see all the credits because um, Homegirl wanted to bounce. I was just like, dude, I love watching the credits, and I also like watching. Hey, sometimes. It shows in the end that homeboy survived, <laughs> like, you know, but cause I was just like, no, I mean, he's off the, he's a little weird and weird school, but I was just like, did he really just like keep just filming himself as he's going? I know. The other thing is that surprised me is that every once in a while, every once in a while, I'd be glancing at some of the weird ass clouds in the sky. I'm all, that's different. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Oh, oh, I, I haven't thought about that. Now I'm going to be. Don't think about that. (laughs) Just enjoy the beauty of mother nature and be kind to her or them or they, or them, whatever you feel comfortable with, you know, more power to you all. Um, But yeah, it gives me. We, we We all in this world together. If it's not your jam, go to a different concert. Chill out, everybody. Just love each other, you know. But it's like, <laughs> we all see the clouds. And every once in a while, I mean, you, you do the thing, the different animals or whatever. But I'll be looking, I'm like, those clouds are going to move right today. They're going to come later on and, and eat my guts. Are they now? <laughs> but, yeah, 
Or they're the same shape of clouds. They're there every day. Why are they hanging out in the same place? Oh, my goodness. So, uh, that's funny. So, I don't want to give away too much. I'm sure people have watched it, but just in case they haven't, it's the scene in the barn with OJ at the very kind of near beginning when they're first filming. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? When when he thinks he sees something, oh my gosh, I was like clutching. Oh, I just got goosebumps. I got scared. Yeah, I was like clutching because I thought, oh my God, oh my God. And so uh, then we see uh, what it is and it was just, it was perfect. Yeah. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. And I was like, oh my God. It was really good. It made me jump. It made me jump. Just in case some people and- didn't see it, you didn't give away too much because it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, with Gordy, now this was surprising, like in a bad way. Like I was, I think out of everything, that part shook me up the most because, and I know it wasn't real. It didn't really happen. But the fact that it was an animal, I kept thinking, oh gosh, I don't want people to think that these chimpanzees are the worst animal, right? I mean, it was being... It was put in the wrong environment, and that's why it was reacting that way. But it was just so disturbing to me. It was so disturbing, that whole scene, because I think it felt so realistic, because that has mm-hmm. happened. That has mm-hmm. happened to people. And and I'm going to go a step further here. That has happened to people. It's been in the news when it happened to a woman that was um, mauled by a pet chimpanzee, and what she wore to cover herself is basically the same thing that Jupe's co-star wore in the stands. Mm. So I thought that was so, oh my gosh, it was just so, it it hit so close to home, Mm -hmm. right? And that's where where the horror is. And that's why things are so scary because, you know, and that's why he has you reflect on things, right? That people, the way people behave or take things or do things and the things that mm-hmm. happen because of it. So I, you know, I don't, I don't know. It was just, it just felt so uh, yeah. real to me and it yeah. was scary to me, that whole segment. So that part was scary. It was like a bad snuff film. Not that there's necessarily any good snuff films. It was, um, it made me sick to my stomach, but in a good way, because it's like, while wow, you're, you're all doing your job as actors. And your writer, yeah. every, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I was shocked when Jupe was making sacrifices to Jean Jacket. Whew, I hope I haven't blown it too bad for people <laughs> that maybe didn't see that. But, but, uh, so, okay, tell me, Shay, what was your favorite part, your favorite moment, your favorite quote in this movie? Uh, that's a lot. I mean, as far as quote, I think just the line, nope, you know, because it, it's like that some crazy ass shit that I don't want to even get in the mix with. No, no, no question in my mind. Nonchalant. Fuck this. Nope. <laughs> just, <laughs> just that. Nope. I mean, I, know. I, I mean, I can't, I can't do his acting because he, he's, he's unique. I mean, all actor, everybody is that you, you, you you're your own person and he, it's just, it's funny. But, and I don't want to get, now I'm going to really, I keep spilling beans in the end. You, you, you're in the middle and, and I'm like at the end spilling beans. But let's just say when OJ does something amazing. <laughs> yes. <you know>? Okay. <laughs> let's, that's what I liked. Um, I loved watching, of course, everyone joining forces for the, you know, the good of mankind, you know, and themselves. Um. Yeah, I dug that. And the motorcycle scene. I'm like, what kind of motorcycle is this? You know, I did. I love yeah. I one. What what motorcycle is this? <laughs> um. Yeah. I just there's so many so many moments and parts that that are just um, even just seeing what happens on set, which sometimes this does happen when you're on not such a wonderful set of when um oj was there with the horse he's like hey don't don't get behind the horse there you know don't and then they had a horse and you know shout out to donna mills was i was like who is that i was like oh my god it's donna mills yeah i love her kind of you know 
prudish, like, I don't know, a little stick of Well, her role. Yeah, her role in, like, um, Knott's Landing. Yep, yeah, she was doing <laughs> such a great job. I'm just like, right on. But, yeah, there's there are some actors that are not, I'm not saying these actors, but who who they were portraying, these characters. These characters are some yeah. real-life douchebags, you know, unfortunately, um, in, in all walks of life in the sense of doesn't mean just on set. But yeah, there's some people that's just like, no, dude, we're all trying to work together as a team. And, and I told you, don't do that to the horse. Don't look them in the eyes and get behind them. And, and I was just like, yeah. But um, that was a that was an interesting scene to see that. But it was also kind of making fun of, I think, the people who um, aren't always so wonderful to work with, let's just say. <laughs> yeah. For me, my favorite part, moment, or quote in the movie is, Exactly. And I think it's probably everybody's, but it's exactly what you said when he says, nope. (laughs) It's like, it's so perfect. It's a simple line, but it is memorable and it is perfect and it is funny and it is just, it's perfect. Nope. (laughs) Not doing that. Not going out. Not not everything that you said. It was just exactly true. And when Lucky didn't want to get out of his cage, I'm like, Smart, Lucky. You are a smart horse. You know better than Mm -hmm. everyone else. I love that. I love it when an animal is smarter than Mm -hmm. the humans. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you Mm -hmm. go, Lucky. Um, And then when OJ knew not to look in anyone's eyes, in an animal's Mm -hmm. eyes, in in whoever's eyes, because that just is just kind of sparks what? Uh, Confrontation Mm -hmm. and like who's the superior, mm-hmm. you know, it's all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so even in the beginning, when they were doing that commercial, he said, don't mm-hmm. look the horse in the eye. So it's that, you know, it's that same thing. You take that with you. That's something you learn. And that's something that you yep. use when you're dealing with um, other animals or other entities, you know, also when uh, at the end, when Emerald realizes how she can get her money shot and how that ends up happening. I just thought that that was brilliant and it was perfect. I don't even know how she thought about it, but the fact that she went to Jupiter's claim and knew what she could use to do that and and it worked to her favor, I I thought that is just perfect. So, oh man, this is such a good movie. Is there anything else you want to touch upon? Everything you say, I completely agree with. Um, it's just definitely, even if you get a little like, you know, like eh, scary movies aren't always my thing. Just, just to enjoy really good writing and really good acting and cinematography and all across the board, the cast and crew doing their job, just to be entertained. And, you know, um, it's definitely something, you know, definitely a movie to watch and to learn from, especially. Yeah learn to work with each other, you know, because who knows what is out there, you know, not saying this is going to happen or whatever. Anything's possible. I'm not trying to like freaking them out or like conspiracy theorists or something, but it's, it's just a good movie to watch and, and just to sit back and, you know, hang out with your closest friends, watch it in the middle of the day. Don't watch it at night. If that scares <laughs> you. But then if you like movies that movies that are scary, yeah, you know, get into it. Um, really enjoy it. Be inspired by it. You know, inspired exactly. By life, you know, because yeah, damn nickel might take you out. You know? I know, I know. <laughs> you know That's that so true. Your chump change will take you out, knock you the fuck out. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny with you saying that. Go live your life because really, that's what this is, right? Don't. It's like, don't go looking for easy money. Don't exploit your, you know, well, not, I'm not saying that everybody's going to do this, but just to see it in a different way, right? Mm-hmm. Because this, like I said, the movie, the theme to me was exploiting things, exploiting each other or watching someone else being exploited. Mm-hmm. It could be any of those things. So even if you're not doing it, if you watch or get sucked into that it's just that vicious cycle and we should just all be like uh right living in our moments living you know Mm -hmm. having a 
being real, being present with other people and having ex- our own experiences. So exactly. I, um, I heard this, I think it was on, he was on a podcast and I heard someone else say, Oh, is nope stand for not of planet earth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh my God, that is so brilliant. I thought he said it was, it, yes, mm-hmm. it could be that. But then I read somewhere else that he said, maybe not. So I, he's being, I don't think he's answering yeah. that wholeheartedly, but I just thought that that's such a good title. <laughs> not of planet earth. It's not just nope. nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also it made me, um, think about who is the villain in this Ooh. movie because my first thought was oh it's jean jacket mm-hmm. right but could it have been jupe because of everything you know everything that happened to him and then what he was doing although to me not really but it mm-hmm. could be right some people could look at it that way or is it the american dream with all that symbolism that we mm-hmm. talked about you know, what people are willing to do to reach that dream, just like the cinematographer. He got the shot, but he wanted a better mm-hmm. shot. So he gave his life and because <laughs> he wanted yeah. that shot, right? Or is it worth it? That TMZ uh, motorcycle rider, you know, how far are you willing to go to get that shot? So everybody's like, I've got to do it. I've got to be the ones. So it's like, who yeah. is the villain? Who is it really? Oh, man. So I know you had mentioned this to me. You had said that there might be you had sent me a link and it was uh, that there might be more stories to tell. And it was hinted, you know, mm-hmm. from Jordan Peele. And so if there is uh, another movie, a follow up or whatever it may be, what would you hope to see in the next film? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I saw something in the in the trades. It's like, um, which is a great you know, resource if you're, you know, interested in, in, um, films and, and actors and different things to see what's going on and what's going to be coming up. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's just keep doing what he's doing, you know, um, like no pressure. I mean, it's not like, Oh, get out was good. Now I get us. It's got to get better, better. It's not, and I don't even, I'm not even trying to say that's what he's thinking. I'm not trying to like put words in someone's mouth or anything like that. It's like, each are completely different, but brilliant. And it's just like, it just, just keep putting, just keep making stories, you know, um, taking those risks and putting, putting this stuff out here, you know, putting like, you know, some of these well-known actors and putting less known actors that have a lot of talent and credits, but might not necessarily be mainstream. So, so what, give them an opportunity. There's a lot of content out of there. Why any of us are out of work right now? I don't know. Hair, makeup, wardrobe. That's another talent. You know, we can all bring what we bring, but let him keep doing his thing. Um, you know, go 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 see these movies, support these movies, go to the movie theater. Uh, you're a little still concerned with with the cooties, and you know, I don't want to make light of any of that kind of stuff. I shouldn't, but um, you know, go to your. If there's a drive-in, or it just you know, definitely um, support support these kinds of films. Um, as much as I love um, these movies that he's doing, I'd love, to, of course, like I said earlier, see some of his comedy again. And I'd love to see him act again, but no pressure there. You know? <laughs> it's yeah. a triple threat, you know. It's just, he's, he's, he's got a lot going on there, and um, I would, I just, I love that he does the theme of being taken over, like body snatcher kind of stuff going on, you know, in yeah. a lot of his movies, um, or just that fear of the unknown and stuff. So it's just keep doing what he what he does, and I, I'd love to see to see more. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with what you just said. I think that for me, I would love to see, of course, the siblings. Of course, we want to see siblings. I mean, if he did a new movie and it was along the same line, great. But I would love to see these characters Mm -hmm. again. I would love to see Angel again. Where would we go from here? Would it be they're still on the ranch? Would it be that they made a bunch of money? Um, Would it be... You know, maybe they're not fulfilled after mm-hmm. having all that money and thinking that they might be, or how do people treat them? Or maybe they get canceled because <laughs> that's what people tend to do. They get canceled. So there's just so many avenues that this could take. And, uh, oh my gosh, wait, I have to mention this. 
So people were talking about a sequel and there is somebody, which you probably saw, there was a, a character named Nobody. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he was credited. When I was watching the trailer today, I could have swore I saw him. In fact, I took a picture of the trailer. I'm like, I think that's the guy. And in the original tra- trailer, I think when everybody's running out, and I assume they're running out of at, mm-hmm. at, at Jupiter's claim, yeah, out of the out of his place. They're all running mm-hmm. all over the place. This guy's walking in, but it's only for a second. And I thought, I don't remember that in the movie, but it must have been, but it was probably so quick. And I thought, why is this guy walking in and everybody else mm-hmm. is walking out? But I would not have recognized this guy. And I think it's this guy. I wouldn't have recognized this guy if I hadn't saw it on IMDb. Although I have to go back and see if it's really the same guy. But I'm going to text you the picture. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because nobody can show you what I saw. So sorry, everybody right there. But I just I'm, I'm putting little pieces together like the rest, like the rest of everyone who wants to see more of Nope and these characters and, and see what happens. So, um, yeah, I just really appreciate Jordan Peele and his movies. And uh, I just love movies that make us think and reflect, which is what he does. And I just love that. So everybody go watch it. And Shay is right. Go to the movie theater. I mean, go to the drive-ins. That was a great suggestion. Go to the Mm -hmm. drive-ins. Why not? You know, that's such a great idea. Get out there however you can. So that was a great conversation, Shay, on Nope. Thank you for your insights on that. Oh, thank you. So I'd love to know, do you have any TV or movie recommendations? So I watch a little bit here and there. Do love my sports as well. The Deep End, that's a Teal Swan. It's a documentary. It's really, it's interesting because I'm, hey, whatever your religion is, um, more power to you as long as you treat yourself good and others, you know. Um, and then I'm, I'm more of a spiritual, like universe kind of stuff. And, and I can grasp how some of that's happening there and then how it's more little culty. I could be wrong. I'm not trying to judge because I always have open mind. Even if I don't agree with something, I try to see where the other people are coming from. But I, I like these kinds of things, you know, it just scares me. That's, that's a movie in itself. Euphoria. Oh my gosh. That is just the actors are killing it in that. I mean, just, it's so good. Zendaya is so good in that. Yeah. The actor, yeah, a lot of the actors are great in that, actually. All of them, I just, yeah, they're all bringing it. And I just, I don't know if anyone else has this experience, but when I watch that um, and then I go to sleep, I have trippy dreams. I'm not scared. It's not a nightmare. I have trippy Ah. dreams. And I'm like, Euphoria dreams. What is this? You know. Um, but the other thing <laughs> is, I do watch still a lot of old school stuff, stuff that was around before I was a kid, stuff that you know I grew up on. I just sometimes I watch it just for entertainment. Some of it I just I'm studying. It's you know sometimes it's particular actors or, or whatever. But I love getting golden with the Golden Girls. Rest in peace to all the brilliance on that. Uh, Taxi, Good Times, Living Single, The Carol Burnett Show, SNL, just to name a few. Um, yeah, I just, I, I dig it. I dig it all. I love those. I, you know, what's so funny. Okay. This is, <laughs> it Ooh. just came to me because we were talking about it. Oh, I know we were watching Jurassic uh, world and we watched one of the dinosaurs and I said, Oh, that reminds me of Fred Flintstone <laughs> at the gravel pit. And I thought, how come they don't have the Flintstones on? I'm like, that was hysterical. I love the Flintstones. So, um, I thought, man, they should put that out there. I don't know. It must be on some channel. I think it is because I do occasionally pop that one on. And I do like cartoons too, like Bob's Burger and Rick and Morty and Simpsons Family Guy and all that. And Bless the Hearts, that was a good one. It only had three seasons. Um, uh, I want to say Me TV. Me TV, Decades, some of these older, uh, some of these networks carry these older shows. Yeah. But check it out. I do want to recommend, I have so many things I've been watching, like so many, because I watch everything mm-hmm. out there. I just love TV and movies. But believe this or not, I narrowed my recommendations down, but I'm not going to elaborate too much. I'm just going to kind of name them and say a few things about them. 
So Sandman on Netflix. I didn't think I was going to really love this. I just thought, oh, I'll just put it on and see it. Oh my gosh, I got sucked in. It was so good. It's a fantasy drama on the comic books written by Neil Gaiman and published by DC Comics. Uh, the main character is Morpheus, aka Dream, who's played by Tom Sturridge excellently. It is perfect. I love him. I didn't know him before this, but he is so perfect. Um, he is one of the seven endless, uh, which are all siblings and they take care of their own realm. Like one is destiny, one is death, one is desire. Um, they're not all good. Um, you know, some want to take over other people's realms, but Morpheus is the ruler of dreams and nightmares, and he is kidnapped by a, a human for a hundred years. And we see it. It's the first episode. And he finally escapes and tries to restore his realm because he's been gone and not manning his realm. And so he needs the whole season. He's trying to gather these, um, articles artifacts, whatever it is that he needs to regain his power and restore his realm. And you go with him on this journey. But I love this. It, it, there's one episode where it's completely in a diner. And actually, Dream isn't even in it, which is kind of shocking. But it's so good because some of these episodes feel so standalone, but they're so pivotal to the whole story. Really mm -hmm. good. Watch it on Netflix. Super good. I'm also watching House of Dragon on HBO, which is a prequel to Game of Thrones about the internal succession war within House Targaryen. And it's 172 years before the birth of Daenerys Targaryen. It's really good. It's so good. I'm so gripped. I was a Game of Thrones fan and I'm in for this one. A lot of stuff happens. The king being the firstborn, just having a daughter, just all these things are just so good. It took 20 million an episode to produce the first uh, season. And Ooh. yeah, and the dragons and the CGI are incredible. And of course, very costly. <laughs> also, Lord of the Rings Ring of Power is on Prime. This is also a prequel to Lord of the Rings. It's the second age, Middle Earth, thousands of years before Lord of the Rings. And it's a story leading up to the creation of Sauron's ring. Um, this is really good, too. And I'm not going to say too much about it. Uh, but I will say that Galadriel is played by Morphid Clark. And her character is played by Kate Blanchett in The Lord of the Rings. So this is, you know, back a thousand years and her beginning. And it's just, it's so good. Uh, we meet Harfoots, which are hobbits, ancestors, which is kind of cool. We just meet a lot of new characters. It's, it's beautiful. It's magnificent. The cinematography is amazing. Now this, um, this series is was 715 million for the first season. And it was 250 million to acquire the rights. I know that Netflix and Prime were vying for this and I guess Prime played paid the higher price. But you can see it. It is the most expensive TV ever made, but I can tell you that all three of these all three of them are just so mesmerizing. I'm not even a fantasy person. I, I, if someone said, oh, do you want to watch a fantasy show? I'd be all, no, not really. But look, here I'm recommending three separate fantasies uh, series because they've just gripped me. And, and maybe it's because they've spent so much money and it looks so beautiful and the stories are so good and the acting is so well done. But I, but I do want to say I love my musicals. I love my rom-coms. I love uh, all the other stories that are out there. But for right now, I, I, I do want to recommend those. Was there something you were going to say, Shay? Nope. I agree with you. I have not seen okay. these, but I, I love your descriptions and your passion for it. It makes me very interested. I'm like, Adding it to my list of many. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be interested. Let me know when you watch them and which one you choose to watch. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious. All right. Thank you, Shay. Thank you so much for joining me today. 
I appreciate you so much for joining me and for all your insight and your recommendations. And I hope you will come back to play. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Uh, you're, you're a wonderful person, wonderful improviser. And Aww. I really love what you're doing on this and, and it's good times. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I had a good, good times. Good times. All right. I know. Good times. All right. <laughs> Before we break out in the song, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please go to screensandfocus.com and subscribe to our website to stay up to date and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. You can also check out our blog on TV and movie recommendations. We'll be back with The Walking Dead when it premieres October 2nd. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Have fun. Bye.